You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee. And I'm Pete Wilmoth. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's January 18th. The partial government shutdown, now the longest in U.S. history, is approaching its fifth week. Last Friday, roughly 800,000 government employees didn't receive paychecks for the first time since the shutdown began. There's been a lot of discussion about these workers, but according to Rand's Andrew Hohen, too little has been said about what they actually do. Federal employees perform critical functions, and many of them work in security and safety fields. For example, Coast Guard personnel protect America's waterways. Members of the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Forces stay on the lookout for threats. And food inspectors work to make sure that what Americans eat is safe. That's just a small sample of the important work federal employees do. Hohen says it's no exaggeration to call them modern American heroes. Quote, they have earned their paychecks and a whole lot more. Last month, the Trump administration ordered the Pentagon to withdraw up to half of the 14,000 U.S. troops deployed in Afghanistan. And in the past, the president has stated a preference for ending the Afghan mission altogether. With this in mind, RAND experts examined the likely effects of a precipitous U.S. departure that's unrelated to a negotiated peace settlement. In a new paper, the researchers outlined some of the potential consequences of such a scenario. These include the Afghan government beginning to lose influence and legitimacy, the Taliban losing interest in negotiating peace, and extremist groups gaining more time, space, and resources to organize attacks on U.S. targets. The authors conclude by acknowledging that winning in Afghanistan may not be an option, but losing certainly is, and a precipitous departure from the war-torn country, no matter how rationalized, will mean choosing to lose. Social-emotional skills are non-academic skills like managing emotions, being aware of others, and making decisions. Evidence shows that learning these skills contributes to the success of students. But are educators promoting social-emotional learning in the classroom? According to a new RAND survey, about 60% of educators report setting goals for social-emotional learning growth among their students. But the survey also showed that principals and teachers see things differently. When we asked both groups if principals set social-emotional learning goals, teachers were less likely to say yes than principals were. Sectarianism has become a destructive feature of the modern Middle East, but endless bouts of sectarian violence and religious conflict in the region are not inevitable. A new RAND report explores what makes communities resilient to sectarianism. Our researchers examined the experiences of four countries, Lebanon, Bahrain, Syria, and Iraq. These case studies revealed broad lessons about how communities can counter sectarianism. For example, strong levels of trust, social connections, and physical proximity across sectarian lines are important. These factors help prevent communities from sliding into sectarianism when conflict emerges. Solving the world's most complex problems may require new ways of thinking. One place to start is at elite public policy schools. That's according to Susan Marquis. She's the dean of the Party Rand Graduate School, the first and largest public policy PhD program in the United States. Marquis is leading an effort to transform the school and shift its focus from coming up with solutions to actually implementing them. 
We intend to make Party RAND the model for a new generation of public policy in America, Marquis says. One way Party RAND is doing this is by borrowing a concept from architecture schools. All Party RAND students, whether they're computer scientists or community workers, will take part in what we call policy and action design studios. Students work in small teams to tackle a major policy issue, such as homelessness. Then they present their ideas for solutions, critique one another, refine their ideas, and present them again. The point, Marquis says, is to dig deeper and deeper, working toward insights and solutions that are not just novel, but viable. To learn more about the Party Rand Graduate School and how it's reinventing the public policy PhD, visit prgs.edu. Rand is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. See you next week.